So your your technology is far advanced. I'm I'm not used to this. A lot of connections. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So I really want to thank God for the elders um, for giving me this opportunity to come and share God's word with you today. So I'm bringing um, greetings from our church and our elders and also my wife, she was unable to come today. So we are so grateful to be here this morning to share God's word with you and a special thanks to uh, Pastor Karabo. I was I used to mention that he moved our relationship moved into three stages. He started as our son-in-law and then moved to be our son and, and now we are colleague in the ministry and we are so thankful to I, I'm so thankful to serve the Lord together with him. Um, a week ago we were in my thinking so we were sharing series in what we were doing as we were teaching pastors who were not able to have a theological training on the issues of some of um, um, preaching. So we are so thankful that we can serve together with him in the ministry. Amen. And so let me also thank the worship team for um, such a beautiful singing. And then so we i i really admire your your work and your ministry and for lifting us our spirits up to the lord as you worship the lord together with us so we are so thankful to the worship team all the efforts that you are taking for um rehearsing and we don't take it for granted may the lord continue to give you more grace as you you seek to please him amen so this morning friends i want us to look at uh, the attributes of god and then we are going to look at this uh, particular one uh, which is uh, the sovereignty of god and um, as a way of definition the sovereignty of god is the same as the lordship of god for god is sovereign over all creation and we are familiar with phrases like uh, speaking uh, speaking about the for the sovereignty of god uh, uh, phrases like uh, uh, god jesus is lord of lords and he's the king of kings and we usually sing those songs and uh, in all those words we try to 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 elevate to exalt who jesus is and also his control over all creation so the other definition that is so precise is uh, from merriam webster dictionary she defines sovereignty of god in the following way she says it is the possession of the power to rule without any inhibition from any external or or internal force nothing in the universe occurs without god's permission so this morning friends i want us to spend some time 
together looking at the sovereignty of God in the life of Job. So the purpose of, of the book of Job is to demonstrate God's sovereignty and meaning of true faith. It also teaches us to trust God in all circumstances, even when we don't understand. I want to preach this morning from the book of Job in four clusters of chapters. And then uh, the first cluster that I want us to look at is in chapter 1 to chapter 2. God tests Job's faithfulness by allowing Satan to attack him. And let us look first at the character of Job in five verses, in verse 1 up to verse 5. The Bible says, In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Verse 2, he had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had many servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Verse 4, his sons used to hold feast in their homes and their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a, when a period of feasting had run its course, Job would plan for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And listen to this last phrase. It says, this was Job's regular custom. And the opening scene of Job set the stage of all that is to follow. The writer describes Job as the epitome of godly character. He was blameless. He was upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Blameless friends applies that he was a man of integrity. When we speak about integrity, integrity is doing something even when no one is watching at you. Look at verse 3. Job was blessed materially. He had owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yokes of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had many servants. Not only do we see his holiness, but we see also the effect of his holiness in also in his family leadership. Therefore, friends, he was a priest who interceded for each of his ten children. And what a man that we can emulate uh, throughout his godly example. A man who was not puffed up about what God has blessed him with. A man who was consistent about his devotion for God. Listen to this. He says, he offered a burnt sacrifice to demonstrate their need of atonement 
uh, from sin. This is what he was doing towards his own children. Job did this regularly. And this should come as a challenge to every one of us even this morning. The question that I'm posing to you is how is your devotional life? How is your devotional life? Is it regular or is it haphazard or you do it as you want? How is your devotional life? Look at the life of this godly man, Job. The Bible tells us that he was consistent about his devotional life, even in the midst of his busy schedule. The reason for many people to fail in their devotional life is, is this, I don't have time. I don't have time. Job's character is a challenge to many of us fathers today who are taking our families leadership very light he was an elder material his reputation was incomparable as the greatest man of the east god gives satan permission to test job's character look at verse 6 uh, right away up to verse chapter 2 verse 10 and then verse 6 it says it tells us that there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Friends, this is another way of saying there was a certain appointment day when the angels came regularly to report of their works to be commissioned for new jobs. Satan is the same as the serpent of old, as we see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 15, uh, from the passage of the fall. He appeared to Eve, and he is the one who will be bound and cast into everlasting darkness and separation from God. The Lord questioned Satan's walk when he asked in verse 7, Where have you come from where have you come from satan was required to declare his intentions and ways satan replied from roaming throughout the earth going back and forth on it his agenda which is to slander god and job was not hidden to the lord however satan has not ceased from troubling the children of God. He never stopped with Job. He continues to do what he does best, inflicting pain and also giving challenges and problems to those who are following the Lord. That is why in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, we are warned. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The Lord asked the devil in verse 8, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth 
like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. He asked two mocking questions to God, this devil. Does Job fear you for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him and all he has, and you have blessed the work of his hands? Brothers and sisters, in essence, he accused God by putting a hedge of protection around Job. The interesting thing is that he was a man on earth whom both God and Satan were conscious of, Job. Everything that enters our life must first be approved by God before they can even touch us. The devil can do anything in our lives without consulting with God or asking permission from God. Friends, the hedge of his sovereign love surround every child of God. Listen what the devil said. Stretch out your hand on all he has, then he will curse you to your face. In verse 11, Satan argued that God had kept had keep blessing in the righteous with prosperity to keep their worship and love. He also argued that if their wealth might be taken away, they will retaliate by cursing God. The Lord gave Satan temporary permission to test Job's faith in God. Satan rushed from God's presence with a consuming passion to inflict the one God loved. Look at verse 13. It says, One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabians attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped uh, to tell you. While you are still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While you are still speaking, Another messenger came and said the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servant to the sword and I'm the one, the only one who has escaped to tell you. And in verse 19, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house it collapsed on them and they are dead i am the only one who has escaped to tell you my friends be reminded these things came only after god permitted satan to have his power and through it all 
Job's faith was tried and proven true. He looked back upon his life with gratitude. In verse 20 and 21, he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return to the dust of the ground. The Lord gave and has taken away. And this is a firm statement of Job. His trust in the Lord uh, in the midst of everything that has been taken away from him. He never trusted in his riches. He trusted in God who provided and he and whom he created who created him. Friends, put yourself for a moment in Job's shoes. What would your response be to this kind of situation? I'm afraid we would be making foolish charges against God as our response. If things like this would happen to us, so we see the integrity of this man, Job. He said, I brought nothing in this world. And indeed, friends, we brought nothing into this world. And we can certainly carry nothing out of this world. There will be no moving trailers following any man's funeral procession to the cemetery. The only things that survive are things of eternal. Your love for God, your demonstration, the demonstration of your faith that you have shown to the people who will be sharing tributes at your funeral. Job's love and faith in the Lord found expression in worshipping God in the midst of everything that he lost. Friends, how we worship the Lord says much about our love for him. Job tore his robe and shaved his head in overwhelming, in overwhelming grief. Then he fell to the ground and worship in humble acceptance of God's providence and offered praise. He says in verse 21, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You might have gone through the same situation, losing your property, losing your valuable things, and this is the word that you may say even today, emulating the godly example of Job. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job glorified the Lord, not knowing why he was going through this appointment time of suffering. Job found a secret that Real satisfaction comes not in understanding God's motives, but in understanding his character, in trusting in his promises, and in leaning on him and resting in him as the sovereign 
who knows what he is doing and does all what he does best. Look at verse 22. Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. His maturity in faith taught him about the sovereignty of God. Job maintains his ground long ago. He maintained his ground long ago. You, you have seen in the verses that we started with, verse 1 and 5, and when it comes to verse 3, it told us about Job's consistent worship unto the Lord. You need to prepare yourself that when the even days comes, it should find you grounded in the Lord. It should find you grounded in the Lord. We all have experienced the sort of COVID in our life this past two years. I was reading somewhere else on the social media. The charismatic churches put on a statement that says um, uh, healing services are closed until when, uh, when, when COVID is stopped. We need, friends, to be grounded in the Lord, have the right theology about God. Look in chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Satan afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. He was in such a pain that he scraped himself with a broken pottery in verse 8. And in verse 9 and 10, Job's wife was mentioned for the first time. She could no longer stand the heat and she tells Job, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. Job rebuked his wife, You are like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God, not trouble? Scripture adds, In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Job is mentioned as a fitting example of perseverance and a man who understands the sovereignty of God. How do we, as Christians, respond to calamities? How do we, as Christians, respond to calamities? And look at my second cluster in uh, chapter 3 up to chapter, from chapter 3 to verse 37. Job's friends who gave him bad advice. Job's friend gave him plenty of bad advices. In round of discussions, Job's three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar, come to discuss his crushing series of tragedies. They insisted in that his sufferings is a punishment from God about his sin. And friends, from the verses that we have just read, 
The Bible tells us very clear that Job did not sin against God. He was a blameless man, a man of integrity, a man who feared God with all of his life. They mistakenly blame his suffering on his sins rather than God testing and growing Job. Don't lose your suffering. Don't lose your pain. I remember there was uh, some stage in the life of uh, Pastor Karabo in, in his previous church. He would come weeping, grieving from his heart. And then he said to me, he would say, Pastor, you know, I'm preaching to these people and they don't show any interest in my preaching. They don't show any sense of appreciation. I, say, I said to him, don't waste your sufferings. God has a reward for you in store for him when you continue to persevere in him. And same applies to every one of us even today. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. We need to respond like this man. And look at verse, chapter 9, verse 12. Here is the declaration of the awesome sovereignty of God over his creation. He says, if he snatches away, who can stop him? Who can say to him, what are you doing? Friends, God is sovereign. He rules. He does what he wants. He, we must learn to submit to his sovereign will. And if there's a doctrine that we need to embrace in our life and give us comfort in everything that we are doing, is the, is the, is the doctrine of the sovereignty of God in all things. And what, what should encourage us is that the sovereignty of God is one of the attributes of God. He is sovereign over all things. Look at verse 25 to verse 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth. And thou, my skin, worms, destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed with me. Something that strikes us here in this verse, Job has a knowledge of God. I know that my Redeemer lives. This is something that we need to know as believers. We are not serving an idol or a dead God. We are serving the living God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God lives. Because he lives, I, I, I will face tomorrow. Look at my, my, my third cluster in chapter 38 up to verse 41 in chapter 38 up to chapter 41 god asked job questions chapter 38 has 41 questions god started by preparing job to answer tough questions 
in verse 3, God said, Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer. The, fascin the fascinating question in chapter 38, verse 4 is, Where were you when I laid the earth foundation? Tell me if you understand. He starts with a great question of creation in Genesis chapter 1. Chapter 39 has 30 questions that God himself also explains. Chapter 40 has 24 questions and answers. Chapter 41 has 34 questions and answers. Instead of God answering Job's questions directly, he asked Job a series of questions that no human being would answer. Job responded by recognizing that God's ways are best. God's ways are best. We can reflect in our own life. Take a stock of your own life. What have you learned about God during the season of COVID? The answer that should come into our life is that God is sovereign. And then look at my last and my fourth clusters um, of chapters in chapter 42 verse 1 up to verse 17 Job's humble response and his restoration in Job chapter 42 verse 2 to 6 then Job replied to the Lord in verse 2 I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you and then verse 3 you ask who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance it is I and I was talking about the things I knew nothing about things far too wonderful for me and look at verse 4 you said listen I will speak I have some questions for you and you must answer them verse 5 I had only heard about you before but now I have seen you with my own eyes. We need to come into that realization as believers, knowing God exactly, intimately, and personally in your life. Look at verse 6 of, 42, of verse, chapter 42. I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. To show my repentance. And that you might have raised your fist against God during the time of COVID. And then this is how Job responded. He acknowledged that in some instances he raised his fist against God in his uh, life challenges. And then he says, uh, and I take back everything I said, and I see it in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Brethren, 
listen to this the greatest awareness in life is to be aware that your will do not contest with the will of god the greatest awareness in life is to be aware that your will do not contest with the will of god look at verse seven and eight god made it clear that job's friends were wrong job's suffering were not because of sin god declared job innocence in chapter one up to uh, verse one up to three and then look at verse eight and ten after receiving much criticism criticism job was still able to pray for his three friends it is difficult friends to forgive someone who has accused you of wrongdoing but job did job did my question to you is that are you praying for those who are persecuting you can you forgive them look at verse 11 all his brothers sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house they comforted and consoled him over all his troubles and that came upon him and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring people realize god's sovereignty in the life of job the lord blessed the latter part of job's life more than the former part in verse 12 he had 14,000 sheep 6,000 camels a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand donkeys and then verse 13 and he had also seven sons and three daughters uh, 14 the first daughter he named jemima the second kiziah almost like kansani <laughs> and the third kere hapuch 15 nowhere in the land were three found women as beautiful as job's daughters and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers verse 16 after this job lived a hundred and forty years he saw his children and their children to and and their children to the fourth generation and so job died an old man and full of years friends your story with god has an happy ending your story with god has an happy ending and when our wisdom is not adequate god can still be trusted god can still be trusted as a way of a practical application the book of job teaches us to trust god under all circumstances the psalmist tell us in psalm 18 verse 30 as for god his ways is perfect if god's ways are perfect then we can trust god to handle every situation 
in our life. Friends, I want you to make God your foundation. You, can, you, you cannot be separated from his love. John Flavel, the Puritan, put it beautifully when he says, There is not such a pleasant history for you to read in all the world as the history of your own life if you would sit down and record from the beginning what God has been to you and done for you. What evidence and outbreaking of his mercy, his faithfulness and love there have been in all the condition you have passed through. This is our God. He takes us through all situations of life. He remains uh, faithful with all who, who love and trust him. The story of Job, friends, helps us to understand the sovereignty of God. One of good friends of Pastor Karabo, Sbu Moloshwa, uh, experienced a lot of things in his life. He lost his five-year son due to doctor's carelessness. And a few months later, his son terribly burned his feet. And two years later, his wife diagnosed with aggressive breast cancer. He was r- right when he says, Pastor Sbu was right when he says, sufferings have an expiry date. Sufferings has an expiry date. We saw it from Ruth. We saw it from Job. We saw it from Jesus. Even in your own life. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, All things work together for good to all those who love God. When the Bible says all things, it even includes bad things that happen to us as believers. Job's story has many chapters, but they all point to the unique and special lessons about the sovereignty of God. In all that you are going through, look up, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. This is our God who is faithful in all his dealing with his own children. Our Father, we thank you for this day that you are God, you are still supreme, supremely reign on your throne. Even at this time, Lord, we can come joyfully before your presence, knowing that you are God, you control all the ends of the earth. You are God who is yesterday, today, and forever. We can, try, we can trust you for everything that happens in our life, whether good or bad. Thank you, Jesus, for drawing us to yourself. Even at this time, Lord, we pray for all those who are still postponing their, their, to, to accept you as the Lord and the Savior of their life. 
I pray that, Lord, you give us joy as we continue to serve you. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.